Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Got yourself a big paddle, didn't you? I did buy a paddle. It's really long. Yeah, it is really. But you're quite long. I am quite long, but it's, it's a very long blade. It's good for uh, long distance yeah, I, touring. I was looking at a similar paddle. Yeah? Yeah. We're going to have a paddle off. We're going to have a, we're going to have an extensive paddle off over three days. <laughs> <laughs> Whose paddle's the best? Is well, that how it's going to work? I mean... What are we going to score it on? To be honest, in the end... Because I was looking at the same paddle. Yeah. I think your paddle's going to be the best because yours is longer and you're longer and you're better at this kind of shit well, than me. Yeah. Because you, you do outdoorsy things. I do do outdoorsy things. No. But I mean, you know, there, there's time for that to change. Isn't, now's not the time, though. No, now's time for um, podcast. Podcast and looking at tellies. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And, uh, I mean, last week we had a hippity-hopper-heavy episode. It was hippity-hoppy-heaver. <laughs> I, 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 I did it so deliberately, because I knew you would launch it hippity to hoppity to heavy. say it. Oh, you got to do it. Hippity-hopper-heavy. Hippity-hopper-heavy. No, you Hippity-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper-hopper
this week we should get through 1950. Yeah, we should finish it. We're, we're, we're damn close. Do you remember when we uh, we added it all up uh, before before we did our live Roger Rabbit show? Yeah. We added it all up and how long it was going to take for us to get through it. Yeah. And, you know, we decided it was probably overall going to be about two and a half years. Yeah. Now, it's, it, this is episode 32 of Season year two. two. Yeah. And uh, we're just finishing 1950. Yeah, I mean, we did. We did slow down in our watching a little bit, though. Like, we did w- because, like, like uh, prior to our one year anniversary, like, like we were hitting like five episodes. Whereas I think we've reined it back, and we're starting to really get the magnifying glass out on these episodes. Yeah, I think also the fact that the fact that there's more character episodes and we're skipping fewer. Yeah, uh, like we did take that into account, but we didn't really take into account how much more intertwined each episode was going to be with the ones adjacent to it. Yes. It's like, yeah, they, they, they do seem to there's, actually... There's a lot more information a bit more. Yeah, there's a lot to, a lot more to think about and mm. how, how things affect other things. So yeah. we're only getting through about three an episode. So, I mean, it's probably a good thing because there's Space Jam 2 has been announced and, that, and that, so we're going to be doing this forever anyway, so we may as well... May, may, may as well just slow, slow down. down. Yeah, may as well. <laughs> it ain't a race anymore. Yeah. So uh, let's... Uh, Let's crack on in our own good mystical time. Uh, so last week we watched Dog Collared, didn't we? Yeah, that was that was the last and, one. And his and his dog Bud. Uh, so we're watching uh, the Rabbit of Seville. Uh, it's a Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd episode from December sixteenth, nineteen fifty. Let's give it a looking at. escalated quickly at the end i really want to get a head massage of bugs bunny he looks really good at it he does he uses his ears and his feet and everything but it's also when you look at his eyes during those sequences like mm. he's in a proper trance like oh he's zoned right i couldn't quite work out like i mean the, there's the heavy eyelids but then like it seemed like his pupils were just in whatever direction yeah uh, he, didn't he, was care. Just like, he, was, he was loving it he was he was he was as chilled out as he wants yeah, he's you to pretty be. pretty zen Maybe maybe that's how he does it. Maybe maybe he gets real chilled out and he transfers that into you. Maybe maybe he's just yeah, he can just pass a certain energy mm. or lack of. <laughs> so Apathetic. the episode starts uh, in a similar way to a lot of uh, Bugs and Elmer episodes. You hear gunfire. Bugs is being chased by Elmer. Uh, he runs into a theatre where a production uh, of uh, the Barber of Seville is just starting. Yep. The conductor. The curtain goes up and the conductor. Looks at his watch, presumably because he's like, "Why are there no, like, actors here?" Yeah, or maybe it was a bit early. Yeah, but for the show to be starting, it's okay because Elmer wanders on looking for bugs, and yeah. bugs has you know taken up station uh, as said barber. Yeah, and uh, he's ready to rock. Uh, I mean, of course he is. he's not doing the show as written. No. But, he's, he's doing his own version of the show. But he is on the, the set, the Seville set, and he is a barber. Yeah. So, like, that's that's it. That's good enough. Uh, he's he's singing in English. Yeah. Uh, it's very pointed at Elmer. <laughs> but ultimately, uh, a lot of the time is spent seemingly just trying to pamper Elmer. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't seem to be actively trying to annoy him. The, the only bit that Later I think on, would be but, annoying would be when he tried to chop his face off with a razor blade. Yeah, like, so at the very start, it's quite aggressive. Yeah, he uses a straight razor to hack at his face. And 
then it'll be like interspersed with sort of little chase sequences as you'd expect and then occasionally Elmer just seems to relax back into it and then at those points Bugs mostly seems to be trying to pamper him he gives him a beard does give him a beard shaves it off shaves it off with a with a tiny lawnmower yeah a tiny tiny which I liked yeah (laughs) get one of them yeah you're gonna get one of them for your little Uh, between your chops there yeah 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 could do a little lawnmower yeah it'd be good but uh like yeah, there, there are parts where Elmer just seems to lean into it and Bugs seems to be making a genuine effort to give Elmer a nice time. Yeah. There's one point where he gives him hair, which Elmer's never had. Well, I mean, it was roses. Well, it turned out well, to be little flowers. or something, yeah. But, like, but, at the t- but at, in that moment, Elmer was... You know, he was so thrilled, wasn't he? He was loving it. He was like, I'm getting hair, I'm getting hair. Art flowers. But then, uh, in the end, they wind up uh, at odds again and yeah. then they have this sort of uh, arms race of just... Elmer goes at Bugs with axe. Bugs yeah. comes at Elmer with bigger axe. Elmer goes at Bugs with revolver. Bugs goes at Elmer with shotgun. And then it's just bigger and bigger cannons. And then, like, it just starts happening really fast. And before I knew it, they were married. <laughs> getting married. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I mean, it was a great way to end the arms race. And it would be quite good if we saw that in real life, where, like, bigger and bigger cannon. And then somebody just goes, well, instead of a cannon, he has some flowers and some chocolates yeah, it's and like- a ring. And then Elmer just went... Oh, well, I don't mind if I do. Runs off, gets into a, um, a bridal gown, comes out, and it's like, that. that's, I mind you, I suppose, that's the rules, I guess, It's because it's the um, the groom who proposes. So, if somebody proposed yeah. to you, you have to be the bride. I mean, I, I guess so. Like, it, there's only really one, like, in their, in their mind, at least, only one one role to be filled. Yeah. And but for some reason it's it's the it's the acceptance. Like what was the pro? Like because I honestly did miss it. Like it was going really fast. Yeah. What got them from cannon giant cannons to? Well, because Elmer the, turned up in a dress before Bugs turned up as a groom. Yeah. So what happened was El, Elmer dragged out a very large cannon, and you're thinking, oh, Bugs is just going to bring out a bigger cannon or a tank or something. Yeah, and he doesn't. He just he, he just comes out with the flowers. Yeah. And then Elmer takes the flowers, and then Bugs gives them chocolates, and then presents a ring. And they, and then Elmer, Elmer runs off, comes back out in uh, his bridal gown, and then Bugs runs off, comes out in uh, his tux with, um, I'm assuming, some sort of vicar. Yeah, like someone to officiate. Someone ordained, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then they get married. Bugs carries Elmer all the way up the stairs, and then dumps him through a window... Into, into Figaro's yeah. wedding cake, which was backstage somewhere. Exactly. Of, because, of course. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? But, like, what's behind all this? Like, what? where did this... Where did this obligation to to just go along with... Well, we know wedding. Well, well yeah, but the thing is, is like, like, like we know. Was he too relaxed? Was that the trouble? Possibly. Like, it, it's very possible that Bugs has kind of lulled them into this. Um, but as to why Bugs wants to get married to Elmer, I'm not sure. Well, but, 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 yeah, but, but we know but his endgame was to just drop him into that cake from a height. Yeah, and then he turns to the camera <laughs> and he goes next, and then that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, but what I'm thinking is. Um, Bugs Bunny has set this whole thing up. It's not that he's gate-crashing a production of um, The Barber of Seville. It's he set this whole thing up, like, you know, using his vast wealth and uh, an amount of time that he's got. He's put up the billing for it. He's hired the um, the orchestra. I mean, I think that must he's be the case. He's got the whole thing. And I think it's 
Elmer is... I think he has stage fright. I don't think he likes being on stage in front of people. Now, Bugs I mean, knows that he's going... to go along with stuff before just because he's on stage. That is that true. That has definitely happened. I can't pin the episode, but no. there's definitely been ones where Elmer Fudd's accidentally wound up on stage and, and just, he just goes whatever. With yeah. So maybe maybe that's it. So maybe Bugs is just toying with him, but at the same time... Well, I think it's all leading. I mean, we like you know, we know it's all leading to Space Jam. We know it's all leading to this, like you know, probably the biggest show on Earth for Earth. Yeah. So you know, I'm thinking Bugs is just getting getting Elmer used to being on stage being in front of in front all front these of people. people. Also, and doing what he's told. Also, there was a quite a lot of stuff that happened at great height. Yes. Uh, in this, I don't there know was. if Elmer maybe has a problem with that. Uh, and, you know, Bug wants to get him not only to the point where he's comfortable performing in front of a crowd yep. of both uh, Toons and Aliens, um, but also that he wants Elmer to be able to dunk. Very possibly. And Elmer's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting up there, Bugs. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's like, no, you have to. Can't be done. It's like, well, we'll see to this. And he did dunk him in the cake at the end. He dunked him in the cake at the so, end. So, so, so maybe Bugs is... He demonstrated the dunk. Yeah, maybe, maybe Bugs is just getting a bit of practice in. But possibly, <laughs> like, like, it's a subliminal Elmer thing. is quite a lot like a ball. He is a lot like a ball. But maybe it's like a subliminal thing where, you know, he's getting him on stage and he's relaxing him and he's he's kind of just putting in that post-hypnotic sort of feeling like, it's okay to be on stage. On stage is relaxing in front of all these people's relaxing. Well, I was going to bring the hypnosis thing into it because they've definitely had a hypnosis run in before They definitely have, well. yeah. And we know that that power in some way lies dormant in Elmer yeah. as well. Because we, we saw it happen. We don't think he ever really got around to learning to control it. No. But, but there's it, that very well-written book floating around yeah, there is. on hypnosis where you just have to open it to a random page and like you read for it. about four seconds. Yeah. And then you can just do it and you zap lightning out your eyes into other people's eyes. And then Potentially written want. by Sniffles. Potentially written by Sniffles. Or uh, Bookworm. Bookworm, bookworm was the other one we were thinking about. Yeah. We did think that Sniffles might be a sort of like tortured genius type yeah. though and well because he wrote all those self-help guides for himself because he knew he was losing his lo- losing his mind didn't he yeah and and that was sort of at the, at the point where he no longer uh hung out with bookworm anymore yeah or bookworm never hung out with him anymore don't know really which way the rift probably was. wanted to help sniffles for a long time and then just couldn't put the effort in couldn't deal with the pressure it's probably a lot it's understandable because sniffles is a raging drunk yeah. He's found his buzz, though. He's in the States somewhere. He's found his buzz. Yeah, he's somewhere cruising about. Yeah. So, yeah. That, 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 that was uh, Rabbit of Seville. Like, it's difficult to know what um, Bugs' end goal was. Like, we've, we've posited a lot of different theories, but... There's no, there's no conclusive. <clears throat> there's nothing conclusive. No, I mean, it was, it was mo- mainly them on stage, mainly Bugs trying to relax Elmer and then slam dunking him into a cake after <laughs> they got married. Yeah. Like I'm sure he could have found a a marriage free way to slam dunk him into a cake, but there you go. You got to slam dunk into something. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Gonna slam dunk him into something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, that that'll do me. Uh, shall we catch up with Claude and uh, Frisky? Had Frisky before have we? Ah. I don't know. Let's find out. Okay, well, this is a Claude and Frisky number called Two's a Crowd from December 30th, 1950. And this is our last one from 1950. So let's, uh, let's wrap this year up in style with Claude and Frisky. <laughs> All right. Hello, 
I like Frisky the dog. You're a fan of Frisky, are you? Yeah, well, he's, he's really fun. So, like, Claude's pretty chilled out. He seems to have a comfy life for himself going at the moment. Um, he's got himself a family. A human uh, but, family. <clears throat> a human family where he is the cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He'll be playing the role of the cat. <laughs> yeah. He seems pretty chill. Um, but then the uh, father figure, I guess, um, brings home a puppy. I haven't seen a baby actually. I don't know if he is a father or not. The bloke brings home um, <laughs> the bloke <laughs> brings home a puppy. Uh, this being Frisky, and Claude immediately is like, "Nah, I'm I'm, I'm going to get this." He's I'm sharpening gonna... his teeth and his claws. Yeah. And the the lady of the house turns around and says, "Oh, what if Claude doesn't get along with the new puppy?" And he says, "Well, then we'll just get rid of Claude." <laughs> like harsh, yeah. But I like, feel you know. But, I think he's heard that, well, you know, dog is for life, not just for Christmas. And the cat, however, yeah, the, the bloke here has is, is seen the loophole in that yeah. and gone, we can get rid of the cat whenever we fucking exactly. please. So, um, Claude, he's like, oh, well, our best, best be, um, chums with the old dog in front of the, in front of the humans. So he does, he goes out there and he makes friends with the dog. Um, but then the humans leave and rather than just kind of, trying to be friends with this dog and the dog's pretty rambunctious it's not the it's dog- not nasty it's just a puppy it's just a being puppy it stuff it bit him on the nose immediately with his yeah, human teeth yeah i know but the thing is his puppies do bite a little bit but it was a playful bite um yeah but human teeth i could see why you'd be immediately repulsed well yeah it's like that fish with human teeth yeah that's weird yeah. <laughs> i want to be sick now <laughs> it's got human teeth why i'm thinking dentures that are flowing around in the sea do you just discarded dentures? Well, yeah, because you know you see uh, like hermit crabs, and they'll jump into like uh, bottle caps and like all sorts of weird stuff these days. Yeah, um, I'm thinking that other things like other animals will just use. So I'm thinking there's a certain type of fish that go out there looking for dentures, and they're the ones with human teeth. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's Claude then decides he's going to sort the dog out and go after it, but the dog just keeps sneaking up behind him barking at him and claude jumps to the ceiling grabs the ceiling like a scaredy cat but then we see claude do something which i haven't seen many other cats do but we know that cats do do this sort of thing claude is the cattest cat we've seen yeah really he falls to the ground and when he is his leg length from the ground he stops legs facing up and then just rotates legs touching the ground yeah he just hovers like about two feet off the ground corrects himself and then just finishes he does it a yeah. couple of times sometimes really passively like he's in a like he's falling and then you just sort of stops uh as he falls down into his basket and you just see his legs like rotate around his body yeah. and then like he's still just staring down the dog so i'm guessing all cats can do this yeah well i think that's uh how cats have that sort of they can always land on their feet thing is that yeah. they they've they've learned how to harness to an extent the willpower aspect of uh, gravity, of gravity, yeah. where you just go, just give us a second. Okay, you may now continue gravity. Yeah, <laughs> in the in that aloof cat way. Because I think this is the biggest thing uh, we're going to take out the episode. Because ultimately, it's quite isolated. Uh, it's just Jesse. I don't think we'll see Frisky again because Claude's been kicked out. Yeah, he did. He did get his own back on Frisky though, because after like Claude had pretty much destroyed the house. Uh, he gets booted out by the bloke. Um, he's outside. 
We then see inside Frisky's there eating out of Claude's bowl, and Claude sneaks up behind Frisky, barks at him, and petrifies Frisky, so he jumps up and grabs the ceiling. We didn't see Frisky come back down, though, so we don't know if he does the same thing. No, yeah, Cl- Claude just sort of dusts just, his hands yeah. off and walks away. Like, real smug. He's like, right, But he's not going to be in the house, so I presume he's going back out the window. Yeah, I'm guessing he's going back And he's just trying out. to make it seem like Frisky's a bit of a nightmare. He's yeah. going to come, like, startle Frisky, so, uh, like, bits of the house get wrecked and stuff like yeah. that, and then just hide. I think that's his overall scheme. Do you think he's going to do that to try and get back in? Because I think Claude's probably just going to move on. Like I think next time we see Claude, he'll be... Because this is the first time we've seen him with this family. So we didn't see Claude really speak in this one. No, uh, Previously, pretty... Claude's spoken has been quite, um, like, you know, quite sassy. Yeah. So, uh, like, Claude strikes me as the kind of person who... He's not trying to get back in so much no. as he wants Frisky kicked out. Yeah. It's like he just wants some petty revenge, and then he'll then he'll move on. Yeah, he's a bit spiteful. But we'll see if we see them together again. But really, I don't think that episode's going to give us much. I think we should just move on, move straight on into 1951. Oh, Happy New Year! Happy New Year again! Wow. Yeah, we're getting we're going to get get through them. We're, we're getting through it, aren't we? We're going to get through it. Get all the way to Space Jam, then carry on. Get all the way to Space. Oh, Jam All the way too. to Space Jam too. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, our first one for 1951. It's it's a bug's number, obviously, because he's our he's he's our main man yeah. these days. Uh, so it's called Here We Go. Still haven't dropped that. New Year, New Year's resolution should have been stop confusing rabbits and well, hairs, yeah, but, you'd have thought so. But yeah, but, but the, I don't. I, I honestly don't think we're ever going to lose that. It's it's really annoying to me now. Uh, yeah, it's just like come on, come on. Yeah, he's not a hair. It's like just find some rabbit puns. I'm, I know you can do it. Yeah, but the, the, there's if you can do rabbit puns and hair puns, you may as well. But if they're already calling one the Rabbit of Seville, which doesn't work at all, well, no, then true. like maybe maybe they have exhausted all their rabbit puns. But like get someone else in. Yeah, fire your resident punster. And get is, that, is that the name of resident punster? Yeah, it uh, sounds like a DJ name. <laughs> well, yeah, that, like, what resident I, punster what, in the house? What I do on a Saturday night? Cal. <laughs> you, you're at work. I'm at work <laughs> as resident, as resident punster. punster. Uh, so we're watching. Here we go. It's a Bugs Bunny number from January sixth, nineteen fifty one. Bugs Bunny there, perpetuating the myth that Christopher Columbus discovered America. Maybe the two universe he did. Well, I don't know. But, like, I mean, I guess it sort of might work out because Bugs calls it America as soon as they arrive. Yeah. Then he hears that word and calls it America. So maybe... But then that that annoys me even more because it's just it's just Bugs absolutely being instrumental in cutting out what's his name Amerigo Vespucci or whatever his name is. Yeah, it's just like no, he was the one who said it was America. Chris Columbus thought he was in India. Yeah, I mean, it was. Are we to take this as this was a view back in time? It uh, did seem to be. I I think it is. Like I mean, previously we've always. Uh, had issue because uh, when they put a placard up at the start, it's like, well, where the placard come from? Yeah. But uh, with what we now know about, like, archive footage of the portal, like, that's where the placard comes from. Also, yeah. there was this didn't have um, characters we know playing other characters. No. Like, Bugs was Bugs. Yeah. 
But he was the only character we knew. I I mean, Queen Isabella was clearly a specific actress. Or try or like that's yeah, what I'm going it, it for. seemed to be. But, I, but then I can't, I couldn't pin it, and looking it up, I couldn't find it. So maybe she wasn't. No, because like that, that, I was like, oh, is someone is is another Hollywood celeb on a oh, on a universal history experience? Uh, because I don't know it's just something in the way she was animated. It's just yeah, like, it feels like you're going and for the way specific. she was speaking. She she didn't have uh, the accent they were giving it. <laughs> he wasn't going. It's flat like a pancake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, like what's his name, King. I can't remember. King, whoever King, it was at the time. What's his face? Yeah. Queen Isabella was the important one. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so uh, basically Christopher Columbus is uh, saying, the world is round and the king's going, it's flat like a pancake. Um, again, spurious. Like, yeah. No, not everyone didn't believe the world was flat. That's no. horse shit. <laughs> that, that's a now thing. Yeah, I know. It's definitely <laughs> more popular now. Uh, but uh, yeah, Christopher Columbus uh, sets off. Bugs goes with him as a mascot. Uh, and I thought, like, Bugs is, like, trying to just make sure everything goes the way it should. The way it should. Yeah. Uh, but as the episode goes on, I feel like it is actually Bugs Bunny just wants to replace Christopher Columbus as the discoverer of America. Yeah. Uh, which is impossible to do because he's not. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and, yeah, basically, uh, Bugs, for some reason, just sends the crew packing <laughs> well it's because they're gonna shank him up well yeah like, they blame so him for the fact Columbus. that yeah but it's e- easier to deal with one person especially like one short christopher columbus dude than it is to deal with all of the really angry big guys <laughs> yeah, no, with knives dudes, yeah so they were gonna shank him up because basically they were uh, like they're blaming they him lost. for the fact yeah the fact they hadn't found land yet um so he sends them packing on a on a, on a boat a, yep. little, a little lifeboat dinghy Whatever you call it, yeah, um, probably not robot. a lifeboat at the time. Okay, <laughs> so they probably didn't give one. No, um, I think they were just rowboats. Uh, so it leaves Bugs and uh, Chris Columbus on the ship, uh, running out of food uh, to the point where they're down to a bean. Yeah, um, Chris Columbus uh, decides he's going to eat Bugs, uh, who for some reason he. Uh, pictures as a chicken yeah that is really weird it's, it's just like, like just eat a rabbit man. yeah it's like it's like oh i think when you cook a rabbit up it's gonna look just like a cooked chicken like no nope uh but uh during this pursuit they hit land and bugs is like i did it i discovered america and then christopher columbus is just already up on a rock with a big flag uh, big <laughs> spanish banner going did you though did you discover well, i suppose america? the thing is like, like like bugs didn't have a flag with them if he'd had a flag It'd have been a bit better. I'm wondering if, at this point, if Bugs was Bugs was trying to discover America and is accidentally responsible for the fact that everyone thinks Christopher Columbus discovered America because Bugs said America first. Yeah, that's and then true. Christopher Columbus went, "Okay, oh, it's America," and now everyone thinks that's what happened. Yeah, because he was gonna he was gonna go. Oh, yeah, it's probably it's probably just uh, the uh, the east coast of of Asia. Yeah, that's where we're at. But why would he put a flag down? Well, you know, you just got to pop a flag down, haven't you? Yeah, well, I mean, that's true. I yeah, carry yeah. a flag around just for that. Well, purpose. you should. You should. Yeah. Like, just so you can claim stuff. You walk around and go, Mine. Like we did when we went to, to Lefroy. Yeah, that's true. I drew, I, drew, I drew a little face on my flag and everything. Yeah, then you, you, you claimed, a, claimed a, a, a square foot. Yeah, I'm right by a little bit of lamppost. A little bit of lamppost? Yeah. Well, I can't. I'm not next to the whole lamppost, just next to a bit of it. <laughs> That's a really weird, weird way of thinking about it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Uh, so yeah, um, 
I mean, I do think that was for like actual history. I do think Bugs is for some reason gone back there. But whether he's yeah. ki- whether he's killing time, he's like I'm bored. My, ki- my supply of carrots hasn't been filled up by yeah. I'll just pop back by future Bugs for a while. Well, no, or it's been really it's full yeah. for a while. Because he wasn't, really, he, he for wasn't running out of carrots at any point there. Yeah, so like, I don't think he I don't think he was trying to achieve anything that needed to be achieved. I think he was just on a bit of a jaunt through history. Yeah, I think he, like, he likes doing that, doesn't he? He does. He, like, he, he, likes, he likes dressing up, which, you know, going to different points in history like helps, but he didn't take much advantage of that this time. Maybe he got all the dressing up out of his system during the production of The Barber of Seville. Possibly he did. He did dress up in various He's things. Just done but, all that. I mean, it because he was mostly on a boat here, though. We didn't see him go onto the boat with um, a suitcase. So. Well, I think a lot of it also is he was there as the mascot. And yeah, so he had to be the rabbit. Well, a he had to be the rabbit, and b like you know, it, like him bringing a load of a load of costumery with him. Yeah. You know, or any luggage at all, really. Yeah, would have been, been a bit a bit of a giveaway. It would have. Yeah, that he's just on some sort of jaunt. Well, I guess that's why then. But like, why he was doing it, I don't know, other than for his own sordid entertainment. And if it is just for his own sordid entertainment, he did fail. That's true. We don't see bugs fail very often. No, I mean, like, like we know he does, but yeah, it doesn't happen on the regular, does it? No, but maybe, maybe this sort of thing is why he normally succeeds in the big stuff, right? Because he's he he practices. Just schemes. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, let's see if I can do that. Let's see if I can do that. Let's see if I can discover America. Yeah. And then I guess he just skips back again and doesn't go on the trip to sort of reset it to how it should be. Yeah, I suppose. Because, like... Because he can time travel, it really just throws a lot of... Like, could it? can he go back and not do that? That's the question. Because his past self is already doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't. Uh, because like, do you think he goes back and goes, don't do it? Because we're pretty sure. Disappears. Because we've kind of limited it to, to two versions of bugs. Yeah. So, yeah, I re- yeah, I reckon you're right. I reckon he can't do that. Yeah. But at some point in the future, uh, bugs found a way to go back and actually undo things. Change stuff that he had done. Yeah. Uh, but being a response, because probably by that point he's a bit more, he's a bit wiser. You uh, hope so. And uh, he's and he's got a definite goal. Like so, maybe by that point he's uh, decided. Okay, well, I can't, I can't let it get out of hand. I can't have like four thousand bugs running around yeah. because I can basically duplicate myself through a single timeline. I guess I'll have to just, just focus on my past self, and. Do you yeah. think, because uh, we've been working on the principle that sometimes we're seeing post-Space Jam bugs, do you think at any point we've seen post-Space Jam 2 bugs? It's very possible, but at the same time, like... Because as much as we try not to let um, our knowledge of Space Jam in interfere with how we're constructing um, or how we're viewing the, the good documentaries we're watching... Um, we haven't seen Space Jam 2, so we have no concept at all as to what the end goal for that is. But we have seen future bugs, like, uh, sort out... Well, we've seen bugs sort out at least one uh, apocalyptic event in the form of 
this the grim yeah. super mutant yeah, future. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, broadly speaking, we know that they sort Space Jam out or at least delay it Judgment Day style. Yeah, but so I'm wondering if that's what Space Jam Two is. Well, it it like it's possible, but I I think my point is is that sometimes we see uh, Bugs do things and we're like we don't know why he's doing it because we know he doesn't need to do that for Space Jam. But actually, what we need to be doing is going well. Actually, maybe this is him trying to sort something out for Space Jam Two because that's the thing that's going to matter. Well, I kind of feel like we're seeing Bugs between Space Jam One, and he's not like he's not necessarily post Space Jam Two Bugs because he would sort of loop back over and over yeah like if it's post space jam 2 i guess it's just post space jam 2 where it's like we failed back again yeah we failed back again and I, it's so, interesting because obviously we don't know anything about space jam 2. yeah it has thrown a real spanner in the works but it's also much much easier for us to uh to to build up to with no knowledge well what would be so good we'll stop is if we get all the way there and we've got all of these like you know all of these ideas kicking about and, then, and it turns out we're bloody correct and we're like nailed it that would be great it, it, well i mean i think it's likely because of how correct <laughs> we've been so far we have been doing very well we have been doing very well <laughs> yeah i so, don't mean to blow our own trumpet but so we are right a lot of the time if if anybody's listening that has anything to do with um you know organizing the premiere for space jam 2 uh, you should get us along. Or really any of Space Jam 2. Can we be in Space Jam 2? Can we do oh, some voices yeah. of some background tunes? Yeah, we, we, we could do that. Like Just anything to do with it, really. We need to be actively involved because, you know, we you're not going to get two people who know more about Looney Tunes, really. No, we're, we're, we're not, <laughs> not, not in the same way. No. Not who who really know what's going on who under the Who actually know the truth. We're reading between the lines. We're reading behind the lines. Yeah. We're reading lines that just don't exist. Just don't exist. Yeah. Never have existed. But yet we're constantly constantly, constantly proving correct. that they do in some form exist. Yeah. We're so yeah, if 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 you are anything to do with with Warner Brothers or or anyone who is uh, involved in the production of Space Jam Two. You know, if you're if you're you know associated with the with the NBA in any way, <laughs> like you know, maybe you can help us out. Just anything at all, because you know we need to we need to get in amongst Space Jam too. Like we really do. We like like, like we should be there as like ground floor uh, consultants. I think. Well, I I I have been I've been waiting on tenterhooks by the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Specialist consultants. Yeah, because, like, who else? Who else are they going to get? I just can't think of anybody, really. Well, well, then, you know, we better wrap this up and get back to waiting by the phone because I, like a professional, have, you know, turned the ringtone off. We could could have calls waiting. That is true. Oh, well. Uh, So uh, that's about uh, all we've got time for this week. Um, If you can't get enough of my dulcet tones, I'm still doing a stint over on uh, Merely Role Players. Uh, which is a roleplay podcast, and I am I am uh, games master for their third space adventure, uh, which I think we must be about halfway through, maybe further than that. But you know, get over there and uh, you know have a listen because it's a good podcast, and you know it's good only made podcasting. slightly worse by my presence. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's still going on. Uh, please, please, if you listen on iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, yeah. Uh, or, or if you listen on anything where you can leave us a review, leave us a review, leave us a rating because it, it just helps us, uh, helps our visibility out. We don't pay for advertising anywhere or anything like that. So uh, word of mouth and it's really the only it's way how we spread. We, we we get out there. So 
uh, failing that, like do just source. tell some people. Yeah, like that's not really word of mouth. That's just mouth. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you, if you listen on um, Spotify, uh, best thing to do is just to queue us up and put us on a loop continuously playing all of the time. Really, really crack up those views. Yeah, that, that'd be good of you. Yeah. Very good of you. Mm. Uh, yeah, if you get those listener numbers up to the high millions, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, by any means possible. Yeah. Be it fraud <laughs> or otherwise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's about it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and uh, if you like listening, tell some other people that they might like it's listening. It's a good idea. Uh, as has become customary, we like to end on a song. And as we had the Barber of Seville, we'll do uh, Figaro's Aria. Uh, I can't remember it's called Largo Alfactotum. I believe, I think that, that's I believe right. that is correct. Uh, because, you know, we, we've become a bit hoity-toity Hi, at this point. So, yeah, <laughs> let's, get, let's get some opera down here. So, uh, yeah, that's all we've got time for. Uh, thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye!
Guarda chi fanciulla! Guarda barocca! Vesto la barba! Guarda sanguigno! Vesto mi dico! Che mi interno! Che mi voglio! Che mi interno! Che mi voglio! Guarda barocca! Vesto la barba! Vesto mi dico! Ehi! Figaro! 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 Fortuna, 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 fortuna